about is, well, the reason we call you Malum Vogue. How did you get on Vogue? How did that happen? Um, okay, I think... But let's, let, let's first start with the shoot, the, the concept. Shoot. Okay, so, um, can, yeah. can I ask you? Because yeah. I see the way that you like get people to pose and stuff. Yeah. And you also a model you say yourself, you know. <laughs> Something like that, yeah, yeah. Does that help you like envisioning the poses that the people do or like yeah. when you direct them? Yes and no. Because I know there will be certain poses I wouldn't be able to pull off. Um, but <laughs> there's you can uh, ask a few of my models, I give them poses but I also do the pose. But I look funny when I do the pose, but when they do it the photo looks funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then I've also um YouTube poses to do and all of that and then Obviously, you get the standard photos that you'd see, like the very like straight or like things like very basic um, compositions for like mm-hmm. professional photography and stuff like that. And then the one thing that I learned uh, with posing is tell a story, but at the same time as well, don't be afraid to do the unconventional thing. So yeah. I think um, because of who inspires me, especially with that that shoot you're talking about, like I've seen on Twitter, I. I saturate myself with so much like photographers that I see different poses from yeah. different styles and all of that. So I think that's where it came to mind. So instead of having like the standard um, um, poses that people do for like portfolio shoots and all of that, I've managed to um, get a creative element to poses from different people as well. But it also depends on the type of shoot. So like, uh-huh. let's say you're like, like, let's say basic lifestyle shoots, if I wanted to capture clothes, then yeah, the poses would be very, normal. let's say, straightforward and normal. But I mean, if I have to have like a concept shoot, then we're throwing props and all of that. So like have fun with them. And yeah, so I think the posing, it, it literally comes down to what I want to tell with that photo. So yeah, that's, that's how I figured it out. Yeah. So what was the, the main concept behind that shoot that got on Vogue. So what what happened was that our church, um, we had a photo shoot for a promotional video for the women's conference that the church was having. Oh. And then <laughs> we did the shoot at on the top of like a mountain range and all of that. So I was like, okay, fine. Uh, we did this like really early. And it was just winter. So like, like five o'clock, yeah. we're waking up, mm. waiting for the sun to come. So we were freezing there. Mm. So like, okay, so we got to the mountain now. I'm like, damn, I need to come back for my own shoot. And the thing is, it wasn't far, it was like in Irene. So I was like, okay, this is a nice view. I need to come back for my own shoot. Okay. And then um, I took pictures of the view. No, did I take, no, I didn't take pictures of it. I told um, the two models about, um, I told Koleka first, I'd be like, hey, can you be my model for this space, right? And then I was like, fine, let me find another model. And then yeah. I hit up uh, Cooley in the DM on Instagram. And then we took it from there. She was keen from the get go. And then, yeah, and then, the concepts, um, I got the concept from a guy called Brandon Lu or Brandon Ton Lu on Twitter first. Mm-hmm. And then he's a concept photographer and then he's always playing around pho- um, Photoshop doing crazy things. I mean, he's the same age, but I mean like his level yeah. of thinking and creativity is like here. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get there, but I mean, yeah. yeah his, his style of photography is what inspired the whole shoot and then yeah, and also a guy called, his name is Miles, but he's, he goes by 360 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, they, I, in a way, I managed to fuse their styles of photography and then that is what drove the concept. I don't have a name for like the type the concept itself, yeah. but I mean like, uh, I gave Koleka and Kuli like a brief, okay, this is what we're going to try um, capture and they came back to me and like, hey, uh, would this outfit work, would that outfit work? And then 
yeah, I mean, I took my mom's hat as well because I think it would just be cool just yeah. to have a hat in the picture. <laughs> so, yeah, she thought I was crazy because I took like a bunch of them, but I only used like one. Um, so, yeah, and then the whole idea was just to get like um, flowy pictures, like pictures that like not move, but I mean like capturing movement. So we like we took yeah. scarves and then we like we just moved them around, get waves. Um, also, the clothes they were wearing were very like loose as well. So, yeah. yeah. That, that was the concept we were going for and also yeah i think i think that was that's probably the best shoot i've ever done so far and also by far the most creative one and yeah ever since then i haven't really been able to come up with a different concept to top that as well yeah, it's yeah. just been like basic shoots of cars and people as well but yeah um i think that was a very high point in my creativity mm. and um trying to get back today but at the same time it's also what the the type of photography I put out is also what I'm going to attract, like the customer I'm going to attract as well. Yeah. So it's just trying to find the balance between the business side of photography and the creative side of photography as well. But yeah, but that concept literally came to mind because of Brandon Liu and Three Sixty, and that was so like, I was like, how did you? How did you push it onto Vogue, or how did you? So it's get so I think the Vogue? one thing people need to understand is that it's not really Vogue magazine. So yeah, like, it's yeah. not like Vogue magazine, Italia or whatever, like front yeah. cover things. So what Vogue has is, and I've said this before as well on my um, WhatsApp states, it's just like to clear the thing. Yeah. It's not actually Vogue. That's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's there, it's there. Yeah. So I think um, uh, I saw this on Twitter as well from people like Brandon Lee as well. Like they photos got put on Vogue. I'm like, dude. How's your photo on Vogue? Like, in, I'm like the photos are fire photos, but I'm like, how'd you get on Vogue? I also want to be yeah. on Vogue. And then I kept seeing more creatives get featured in Vogue. And I, I kept seeing the, the Vogue logo in the bottom corner. And then I was like, okay, fine. And now I'm interested. I need to find out how do we get this. Then um, I saw somewhere that um, Vogue Italia has a platform for photographers called Photo Vogue. So that platform is basically like, it's like an Instagram, but Vogue specific instagram and they have their own aesthetic going on so you can't just mm. be like take any photo and expect it yeah. to be on vogue so they've got their own platform there and their own like um creative website for creators as well so like every day they're posting people every day every day and then you create a profile first of all um anyone can create a profile so um yeah i created my profile and i was like i'd sweet what photo am i posting first uh -huh. so i posted um so you can only post twice uh, twice a week two times a day so like Monday Tuesday you can post two photos and then yeah Monday you post two photos Tuesday you post two photos uh -huh. and then that's the specific time frame they give you and you have to wait another, you have to wait another week if you don't get selected yeah. so um, I think like the first two attempts I literally sent out um, photos from that concept shoot I did with Kuli and um, Koleka and then they basically let you know immediately if you get it or not so mm -hmm. my as soon as your photo like disappears from like the loading page and all of that that's when you know okay your photo got rejected by the vogue editors um, they're the ones who review the photos by the way yeah um so yeah so this one time the one photo of Koleka stayed on my profile right and then i saw i didn't notice the vogue logo but it stayed on my profile so your photos only stay on your profile if they pick your photos okay. Okay. so uh, i only realized that like two weeks after yeah. so the photo stayed on my profile i didn't think much of it because i thought hey they're gonna email me i got a feature or something yeah. like that and then i think that's when i realized that this is not actually vogue but re really like an instagram for vogue okay. so i was like okay fine and then someone else on twitter got a vogue feature right and i was like wait 
so she was celebrating the vote thing. I was like, wait, I also have this, but I didn't make any noise yeah. about it because I, I I didn't think too much of it because I, it didn't click. And then, um, yeah, like two weeks later passed, and then I go back to Vogue and like my photo was there, and then Vogue posted the photo on my profile, so now it's permanent. And that's yeah. when it clicked. I have a Vogue, a photo Vogue photo, and then yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow, like damn, yeah. the editors of Vogue. <laughs> So my photo yeah. and be like, we want this photo on our platform. And then it was there. And then, yeah, um, I think that's where people get confused. It's not um, as hyped up as people make it to be. Um, to be. So, but it was still an amazing like feeling for me, knowing that like editors of Vogue yeah. magazine saw my photo and then they kept it on my profile. So like, I know there's not many South African um, profiles on the photo of Vogue thingy, but then I've like encouraged it before, like, hey, if you want, start photo vogue and then yeah um if your aesthetic fits fits their style then they literally pick you and all of that but yeah like in the moment it didn't click until two weeks later when yeah. i realized i've got a photo in vogue and then yeah i think what also got to my head i won't lie uh gave me a big hit is when other people started like making noise about it yeah i was like yeah i put this on vogue and then other people are like hey malum vogue i don't know how that actually that nickname came from twitter <laughs> Yeah. So, no, that's what I saw. Like, because then you change your your Twitter I, name. I did to change Malumbo. it because it's it's stuck. I mean, like, yeah. it, it sounded nice, and then like people who I can't, rem- I really can't remember who was the first person to call me Malum Vogue. I really wish I did, because I want to credit that person as well. Yeah. But that nickname stuck on Twitter, and then yeah, I think people started hyping the Vogue thing, you know. So I'm like, dude. So on on the inside, I'm always like, it's not that deep. But on the outside, I'm like, let me accept it as well. But yeah, I think um, what I can say is that for photographers, um, check into Photo Vogue as well because it's a really dope platform and it's literally filled with inspiration and articles as well. And also for um, fashion designers, they've got a platform for fashion designers if you're interested as well. So yeah, Uh I think that's how that whole Vogue thing worked. Like it was literally just a two weeks delayed response type thing. So yeah. But yeah, it's cool to get that recognition. It, it, it is. I mean, I, I throw it in my portfolio and because yeah. the logo is there in the bottom corner, people think yeah. this guy was in Vogue magazine. But I mean, like, yeah, not really. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that's that's what really helped a lot. And um, it also gave me a lot of clout, as we would say on Twitter. Uh-huh. And yeah, I think ever since then, it's just been an uphill path of the photography as well. Like that specific Vogue feature, I think, also changed like everything going forward what type of photography do you want to see yourself in or what type of shoes do you want to do (laughs) um so this question always um like baffles me because i ask myself the same question every time like like, what do i want to specify in um on my instagram it's mostly portraits right Mm -hmm. and i've noticed that portraits is what people like seeing because i post other things and they won't get the same attention and all of that so Mm -hmm. um i love cars um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if um, you guys know. Especially when you go to matric dances, home yeah, exactly. and just Dude, looking like, at the cars. On my WhatsApp states, hey. people just, I'm, I'm just yeah. there for the cars. Like, I'll take photos and then I'll hop on and just go watch all the different cars. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I love cars and I think um, uh, I want to do automotive photography as well, but then I don't want to just do that. So I think portraits is obviously one thing I really like. And then uh, lifestyle photography is something also I go into, like lifestyle slash fashion. 
And then I've literally, I think I've experimented with almost every um, type of photography as well. Mm -hmm. um, I love architecture, so I randomly take pictures of buildings as well. But then I keep those for more personal things as well. Yeah. So like I don't post them that much because people don't really like that. Um, so from a business perspective, yeah, that's not what people yeah. want to see. But then sometimes I don't care. I'm like, this is what I want you to see. So I just put it out. So yeah, I think um, I love capturing architecture. I love mm -hmm. capturing candid photos. Um, what else? Content photography is new, but also not new. So I take photos at our church as well. And we've got like a stage and all yeah. the lights there. Mm -hmm. And for like the past few months, that's where I've been manifesting the skill of content photography, if that okay. makes sense. So yeah, I've been taking photos because we also have got the stage lights and all of that, singers and all of that. So in a way, um, you know how to take exactly. Photos. So like when it came to in the city, <clears throat> it wasn't something new. It was like, yeah. I've done this before. I've worked with this lighting. I can do it again. So I think um, for content photography, I've been manifesting um, and manifesting it via mm -hmm. um, taking photos at church. And then automotive photography, it's, um, it's, I did it for the first time this year, obviously. Yeah. And then um, we collabed again, me and Kanka for the first time. We hit up um, a friend of mine, you know, his cousin has a Golf 7R and they were like, hey, can we do a shoot with the Golf R? And then, yeah, we worked together and that one, Justin was there as an assistant as well. Um, yeah. So was his car. I, we used his car as like a ladder as well to get certain yeah. shots. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think in automotive photography, that's one thing I want to do. Um, portraits, obviously. And then um, I'm trying to branch into studio photography. So like working mm. with the lights and all of that and yeah. the equipment. So I think that's... Um, that's something I want to not specialize in, but also something to work on because I've mm -hmm. done everything else. I've done like the normal portraits, natural light portraits, automotive shoots and all of that. So I think um, business wise, um, studio photography looks like the next step yeah. to go to. So, yeah, that's where I think I'm going to go to now. So how do you also manage the, the business side and your creative side? Because I'm sure a lot of mm. people want pictures from you yeah, you yeah. Have to do your own creative work so i think um for my creative side is where i have my own concepts and where i initiate um the photo shoot with the model so a lot of my businesses this year have been um shoot dancers yeah. so last year when i um when i started getting into photography photography i did uh too much dancers um and then they went really well um, but then after that it was just like dry for a moment and then at the beginning of this year, one person from Cornwall hit me up for... So in Jan, I was already booked for a matric dance that happened in September. Sure. So I was like, yeah. what? Okay, so that was the first one that came. So I was like, okay, fine. This yeah. looks promising. And then um, March, I did an MD Girls Eye. And then just to fast forward, so last year I did two matric dances. This year I did, if I remember correctly, I think about 14. If I count all like the shoots, like all the forms yeah. of different schools, I have, I think 14. And then I'm still on track to do two more as well um, before like the year ends and all that because all the yeah. chicks are doing finals now. So yeah, I think uh, that's, that's the business side of it definitely picked up because mm. of the creative side, I think, as well. So because um, I didn't just take conventional photos, people were like, okay, I want... Um, I want this guy because he's creative to take my photos. Yeah. Like he looks good, and it's not that they want like concepts as well for the metric dance. They just want basic photos. But mm. then 
they picked me because they saw what of my yeah, like my, my yeah. other work and all of that. So it was like yeah. yeah. So I think the the balance comes into actually I don't think there's like really a balance. I think they right now they sort of go hand in hand because my creativity is the reason why my business goes up. So they sort of work together. And then um, I think the only thing that I can say is like a disadvantage from the business going up is the fact that I can't be as creative. Because if it's a business, from a business perspective, then I have to follow the brief of the client and what they want and all of that. So uh-huh. it limits creativity, but at the same time, it's a challenge. Like, how can I add the LK14 touch to what this person yeah. wants? Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think that's that's finding the balance between the two is literally that. But my creativity is what has driven the business side of photography a lot, especially when it comes to editing <clears throat> as well. So, yeah. When did you start? charging people and <laughs> finding the right price How um, did you get so that? the uh the first shoot i ever charged someone was for the first metric dance i did last year uh-huh. um that was the first shoot i ever charged someone and i gave them a base price for the whole thing instead of an hourly late uh your hourly late sorry um so <laughs> i was just like okay fine um let's pick this amount and we'll go for it and then, yeah, I think I did that for the first two shoots I did last year. And then um, I only had, I don't think I've ever, I haven't really done like, uh, oh, well, let's say just after that time of the metric dances, I didn't do um, portrait shoots, um, paid portrait shoots, because no one came to me and be like, hey, yeah. can you take photos of me? And can we do this? It was always me asking people for um, shoots and all of that. So I think... Um, 90% of all the money I've gotten through photography has been through metric dances, especially this year. And then others have been through um, events as well. And then a few portfolio sheets that people have asked me to done, do for them as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think um, the first time I ever charged someone, sorry for going around nah, again, nice. <laughs> but the first time I ever charged someone was last year for the first metric dance I did. They offered to pay. So yeah, and then yeah, I think going forward, I learned how um people in photography charge and what they charge for and all of that yeah. and i learned that an hour an hour late works best because i mean you're charging people for labor like it's a service so you yeah. can't be like okay i'll give you a base price and all of that but it's not a product where it's a one-off thing so it's, it's labor because i still have to go home and edit the photos i still have to drive to the shoots drive home and all of that mm-hmm. so i think um learning the more I did it, the more I learned about it. And then also, again, with my the mentor that I once had, he helped me as well, figuring out how much photographers pay as well. And then Nkanka as well, um, he also helped me. And then he told me like how he prices certain things as well, why he prices certain things like that. And then gear rental also comes into play. But yeah, yeah. that that's that's how um, I, my rates work. My rates are now like on an hourly base. And yeah. then also, it also depends on the type of shoot that you want. Mm-hmm. and uh, what is it the people like the amount of pictures you give someone mm-hmm. at the end is it also part of your hourly rate or do you no, does it change it, 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 it changes every shoot so like I never kept my photos like, oh. uh, I don't think I, I like I like giving people options I know a lot of photographers they'll charge let's say like uh, 1.5 for 20 edited photos and they justify why it's 20 photos for 1.5. I mean, like equipment and all of that, but that's like a professional level. But at the moment, I don't feel like I have the rights to be charging 1.5 for 20 photos because I'm still starting up. Like I'm basically still a beginner. 
and yeah so i think um in that regard uh it's literally i just give you photos like i edit photos and i take a lot of the same photos like it's very repetitive so i like try cut it down like for example in two hours i'll take 400 photos i'd end up giving you let's say 110 or something like that but yeah Yeah. i I try not to cap the photos so i just give people variety as well so yeah do you edit every single photo that you give them or Give yes. them some raw. Oh no no! I, I never send out raws. Like I, it's a tricky situation. Like different photographers um, like sending our clients um, the raw photos, and then some um, clients do ask for it. But I don't prefer sending out raw photos because I feel like okay, I took this photo. Now you're gonna do your own thing on top of that, yeah. or something like that. But um, can they I, put your name on? Exactly, it's like certain things. Like you could take credit for a photo I took, and then because your edit is bad, it makes me look bad because I took yeah. the photo. So I think um, I I don't like giving out raw photos because I'm not afraid, but I don't like what they could do. Like giving them the power that that they could change the photo, and because of that, word of mouth and all of that, they'll be like, okay, this is a bad photo. It's actually just a bad edit, mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. of that, it reflects on me more than anything else. So I think that that's I try to stay away from sending raw photos. I send raw photos on the odd occasion, like as I would send, let's say, like the edited photos, or like all of them, and then two days later, the client be like, "Hey, can you please send me the raw photos?" I'm like, "Oof," and then I'm like, "Why?" And then they're like, uh, "No, nah, I just want the raw photos." And I'm like, "Okay, fine. I don't mind sending them to you." And then as well with the editing, like I consult with the clients. Mm-hmm. Um, on what type of edits they want. So while I'm editing, yeah. I'll be like one, two photos. This one has this style of editing. This one has a different style of editing. And I'll be like, okay, um, which one do you want? Do you like either of them, or do you don't like any of them? And be like, how do you want me to edit? Do you want it warm? Do you want it cold? And all of that. Yeah. So I really consult with clients when editing photos, so that they don't come back to me and be like, hey, um, can you edit it like this? Or can we have the raw photos because we weren't happy with. Um, the original photos so yeah and that time you've edit. already edited all hundred exactly photos I mean, like that, that's like, labor gone yeah. that's time yeah. gone as well so like i'll stay up late editing photos yeah. so i can get them done as soon as possible because i want to do other things like varsity work as well yeah. so yeah i try give clients um their photos with um a minimum week so okay. yeah so uh as soon as the shoot is done i get home start editing and all of that so yeah and depending on how I, life, yeah. like how they want like and how life is as well yeah. minimum a week is the brief i give them but sometimes i can deliver in like two three days as well so yeah and those clients that push for quick delivery oh uh, i'll be honest that it's <laughs> it's mostly parents who push for quick oh. delivery like mm-hmm. um i remember this one time i did a matric dance shoot as soon as i got home they wanted a photo i was like whoa wait <laughs> so um i think um, with parents, they just want photos, like, they're not picky with how their photos come up. And parents don't hesitate to pay, I've noticed. Like, when I'm when talking to clients, or like the, the let's say the, the matric dance students mm-hmm. them, themselves, they sometimes hesitate with prices as well, all of that. But when you speak to parents directly, they don't hesitate. They pay on time, they pay before the shoot, full amount and all of that. And I think they rush. <laughs> The whole thing because they think like yeah. i i can edit immediately so i think mm. so some parents ask for like a few photos just to show off that hey my daughter went to an md uh-huh. like to show their friends and all that and as far as possible i try to accommodate certain friends because they ask nicely it's not like they're being rude yeah. about it 
they'll be like, uh, so I'll be like, hey ma'am, sorry, I'm just um, busy or something at the moment. I'll be like, I'll give an yeah. excuse, but at the same time, I just need you to like to rest or something like that. Yeah. Like some, something like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I try give out, like I said, photos as quick as possible to avoid Such. people ha- um, hammering me for their photos and all of that. And at the same time, I don't like um, harboring photos for a long time because I mean, it, the way my mind works, I need to edit before I do anything else. So the longer I have edits, the the less time I have to do other things as well. So yeah, that's I try to do it as quick as possible to avoid people asking me for photos immediately yeah. as well. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we should wrap it up there. I feel like we could talk for <laughs> we could for hours. <laughs> we, could, we could, we could, we could. But no, it's been great. I just want to touch on like in terms of being a photographer, I think yeah. like some of the points you raised are quite important. For instance, collaborating yes. with other people who have knowledge of photography and just working together, sharing knowledge like that. And then also just practice, practice like from what you said, like putting in the hours and that's how you develop your skill. And then it doesn't really matter what your equipment is. You exactly, know? it literally doesn't. And then I think the main thing in photography is always be willing to learn. Like yeah. always, always, even if you're at the top, if you're not willing to learn, you won't grow. You won't find out what you like, what you don't like. Because I think the practice parts is where you figure out what you like shooting the most, where you figure out your niche and all of that. So I still don't have my niche yet. That's why I just yeah. shoot everything still. But yeah, like practice, practice, practice. And if you aren't willing to learn and if you're big headed and stuff and you want you really want to make it far in photography as well. Like you need to humble yourself in this field and then yeah. Yeah, big facts. Yeah, big facts. Just a quick question. How, yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years with the photography thing? Five years? Um, <laughs> uh, tricky question because, I mean, every year something comes up and it changes the way I want to do things. So, like, last year, photography was just, like, a side thing. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. this year's photography seems like the main thing. Yeah. And now, um, very soon in Kanka and I will start, like, our own Instagram page as well mm-hmm. um, that specializes in, like, event photography and then it's us basically collaborating and then using both our like popularities yeah. bringing them together making it more business because i mean me and him we've done metric dances a lot, um together this year like a lot like mm-hmm. he handles the videography part of um uh, when i get booked he hands the video- videography sorry uh because i can't do videography yet so like i, I hit him up and like hey are you available and he'll be like yeah and then we'll work, yeah. come up with the price send it up so i think in the future that's uh, that's the way it looks like it's going to go. The thing is, every year it's going to change. I can't give you a definite yeah, answer, but I mean, yeah. the way it looks like it, I think photography is going to be like a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say it'll be the main thing because I mean, uh, life is expensive, but photography is also <laughs> expensive as well. Yeah. So I think it'll be very difficult um, to live off photography alone. Like it's really tough right now to become a full-time photographer. And um, yeah, I think the lifestyle I want to live in the future uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> needs something else as well. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm trying to like change my way of thinking to avoid that. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, five years time, um, hopefully I'll be done with school, I'll be done with my honors. And um, I want to work within marketing because I think with marketing, it will allow me to still be creative. Yeah. And if I throw in photography in my CV, I mean, it's another thing. So like, I could have like an, the company has an in-house photographer if I get hired yeah. or anything like that. But yeah, um, I think going in five years' time, I'm literally going to have to choose between freelancing and working for someone else as well. But mm-hmm. I take it step by step. 
Not in the rest. Yeah, not in the rest. Yeah, thanks for for coming through for thank you for sharing your knowledge and everything. It was cool for me personally to hear all your stories and um, I've taken quite a bit from this. This this was my first time, so I think uh, yeah, yeah, this was this was really nice. Like Mm -hmm. I I don't want to get used to it, but I mean like (laughs) it's a good start. But maybe we can have another conversation in the future. But two coming, yeah, bringing country with us. Yeah, Dude, that'd be cool. That'd be yeah. cool. We need to set that up. But yeah, so they can check you out. At, everything's LK14, uh, right? Uh, not really. Um, on Instagram, it's LK14, but the 14 is in words. Or in the search bar, just type in LK14 with the number. You'll see me. Uh, I'm still trying to get Instagram to keep it LK14 yeah. username. And then on Twitter, it's Mercedes underscore LK14. Uh, you can follow me there. Sometimes I'm funny, sometimes I post photos, sometimes I'm not funny. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then uh, if you need to hit me up in the emails, it's lk14photography at gmail.com. Um, that's where you can make your bookings. And yeah, otherwise, just DM me on the Instagram, follow me, I'll follow you back. If your profile looks nice, now I'm joking. <laughs> uh, now I'm just playing. I'm just yeah, playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, just follow me on social media, follow all the people that I mentioned earlier on, Kanka, Kate. And yeah. yeah, I think yeah, that that's that, that's a wrap. Dope. Sure. So yeah, See just you. from our side, uh, you can you. check us out on social media. Everything is lenslane.co. Um, if you want to get in touch, uh, the email is contact at lenslane.co. Check out our online store to support us and support the other people whose brands we have on there. And yeah, together everything is light work. Uh-huh. Pieces. Teamwork makes the dream work. Never yeah. forget. Alright, yeah. thanks, man. <laughs> that was dope, bro. That was really nice. Man. I'll call it again.